0: You are listening to the Keeping It Juicy Podcast,
1: your main squeeze in nutrition.
0: Don't forget to subscribe and click the bell icon on YouTube so you can get notified every Tuesday when we upload a new episode.
1: You can also add us on Facebook and Instagram at Keeping It Juicy Podcast. Hello. Hello. Welcome back. (laughs) <laughs> Welcome to episode 44, where we talk about how to diet. I'm just kidding. No, we're going to talk about food culture.
0: <laughs> and yeah, this episode is is pretty much inspired because like you just got back from a really fun trip over bro- <laughs> or abroad. So yeah, right. that just kind of we'll be talking about some of the differences between like the US food culture and Turkish food culture, which is Right. where are you from?
1: Uh, oh, actually, I'm <laughs> Kind of. Let's yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a little bit of the Italian culture there since I was there for the first week anyways. So cool. Yeah. yeah but
0: before we do that, we will dive into the new nutrition in the news. So that I found this uh, study, an article from Science Daily, and it is titled No Need to Cut Down on Red and Processed Meat for Health Reasons, Controversial Findings Suggest. It's always controversial. And this just goes back to why like nutrition information, it's like, what do you believe? Because one study says, don't eat red meat, don't eat processed meats, it'll, it's really bad for you. And then studies like this come out and say the exact opposite. Okay. So uh, the summary of the study says, contrary to uh, previous advice, five new systematic reviews suggest that most people can continue to eat red and processed meat as they do now. The major studies have found cutting back has little impact on health. So this is a really big topic to like unpack, but one of the problems, I don't want to say problems, but this study is based off of systematic reviews. So to get the details, you'd have to go read each systematic review individually and each systematic review probably has 90 or more studies that they reference in their systematic review. So the participants, the methods, the duration, the type of process meet are going to be different for each study. It's great this is systematic because it takes a whole lot of information, but it's also hard to kind of read each one. It, right. would so, it would take forever.
1: If, if you did, you're pretty dedicated. I'll applaud you.
0: Yeah, exactly. So keep in mind, this is a systematic review that released this statement. and. In one of the reviews, it it had 12 trials with more than 54,000 people. The researchers did not find statistically significant or an important association between meat consumption and the risk of heart disease, diabetes, or cancer. So, 12 trials, 54,000 people did not find something statistically significant or important association. It's controversial. Yeah, it's controversial. And I just wanted to speak on why this is so controversial. And it's important to to remember that foods and nutrients do not exist independently. It's more about overall dietary pattern. And unless you dive into each study individually, you're not going to know which other variables they tested for. Did they even look at physical activity? Did they look at vegetable intake? Did they look at sleep? You, you don't know. Did they look at work-related stress, which is also a contributor to, of heart disease and things like that. So it's more about overall dietary pattern and lifestyle, such a trendy word, but it's true. And this is just an example. It's a kind of obnoxious example, but you can have an individual who eats red meat pretty regularly, but also eats a ton of vegetables and other healthy fats and fiber But they also exercise pretty regularly, or you can have a vegan who sits on the couch and eats Oreos all day. Who do you think is going to have better health outcomes?
1: Okay, it's just complicated. I just I I mean, there's been so many studies on just a a, overall plant based diet, anyways. And I mean, some radicals would suggest that we're just trying to they're just trying to promote the meat industry but that's another topic but it's just plant-based will always be the way to go and obviously a vegan who eats oreos and sits on the couch all day is not going to do too well obviously
0: because oreos aren't necessarily plant-based they're (laughs) vegan but they're not plant-based so right different
1: Yeah. right and like you can still eat red meat and then still be a very very healthy individual i mean i still do yeah. the difference is i eat it every once in a blue moon i don't eat mm-hmm. it every day so mm-hmm. but mean, you could this- also be
0: someone who eats it once in a blue moon and things are doing great but also not exercise and not eat right, vegetables right. and have poor outcomes health outcomes just the same so there's so many factors
1: and there's so much research on the side of well, I don't want to say side effects. The, the, not the benefits, but the how come I can't find the word for this? Uh, how red meat is not the most optimal thing for you to eat for protein. Let me just mm-hmm. say that. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's so much more studies on that versus meat. red meat is really good for you and your heart. There's, there just simply is not enough of that.
0: Yeah, but there's not enough of, technically saying that it's like right it, there's never that it's really good for you that it's like right. a healthful food it's it, the studies are almost like how much can you eat before you make yourself sick type thing
1: right right um, so, like we said everything in moderation if you eat it every so often that's perfectly fine but if you eat balance it
0: balance the other areas right. of your life too
1: right so i
0: don't know let us know what you think. Yeah, very controversial. And this is what this field is going to be for a very long time. And this is what it's been for a very long time. So all we can do is get used to it. Yeah. And I just kind of unpack it a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, so now we'll dive into the bulk of our episode, which is um, American food culture Versus some other, um, basically Turkish and Italian, we're going to talk about today, but there's so many others, right? Um, but yeah, we'll dive into American food culture. And most of our listeners are in America, but we also have some that are abroad. So thank you to all those that are listening abroad. But looking at American food culture, it has so much influence from other areas, you know, it truly is a melting pot when it comes mm-hmm. to like food culture. But if we think about foods that are specifically kind of that American, you know, we think hamburgers, hot dogs, potato chips, meatloaf. I think of country fried chicken, you know, <laughs> <laughs> these kind of foods, I, there might be influence from other areas, but some of it is like purely American cuisine um right. think apple pie you know that's been a statement that has been gained some popularity american food culture is also kind of known for soul food but there's also a lot of like french influence when it comes to certain soul foods as well you know think louisiana right. um, but the southern style of cooking is american comfort food think dishes like fried chicken collard greens black eyed peas cornbread is a big one um American food culture has also taken upon Tex-Mex, which Mm -hmm. has a lot of clearly, you know, Mexican influence there, but also some American influence, which Tex-Mex from Texas, Um, blend Mm -hmm. of Spanish, Mexican, and includes items like chili, burritos, and it relies heavily on like shredded cheese and beans. Um, If you have traditional Mexican cuisine, you're not going to have so much cheese. Right. Um, Tex- Tex-Mex has really taken the the cheese and the sour cream to a to a new level. Everything kind of dripped. So, yeah. <laughs> not that's not traditional Mexican and Spanish <laughs> um, food. We've, uh, no. we've we've done that here.
1: <laughs> we take everything and we make it like let's, make
0: it as, <laughs> let's fry it. <laughs> let's <laughs> bread it. So, right, not fun stuff. Um, Also something, something interesting, um, dried meats like beef jerky, that was actually something that is, was developed in the United States. And that's according to NPR. So fun fact there. And obviously there are so many different cultures in the United States. Food culture will depend heavily on your background, Mm
2: -hmm.
0: just depending on, you know, where you are in the States. Uh, Texas, you get a certain type of food. In Southern California, we get a certain type of food. Other parts of my family are in Chicago. You get a completely different set of food there. Wisconsin, you got the cheese. So it's very, very diverse.
1: Right. And it's very diverse. Mm -hmm. And like with that being said, I mean, obviously my diet went upside down when I went out of the states so basically mm-hmm. i was out of the states for about two weeks the first week i was in italy mm-hmm. uh, because apparently it's fly cheaper to fly to italy first versus flying to istanbul so who knew mm-hmm. um first week in italy and the second week in turkey because mm-hmm. obviously i have family there i mm-hmm. have history there so within regards to the first week of me being in italy obviously one thing i noticed straight off the bat a lot of people okay let's be specific here i was in milan um so that's the northern part of italy and Mm -hmm. that's like the fashion and industry part of italy and not so much like the history there's some but it's not as dramatic and it's very close to switzerland Mm -hmm. and what's important to notice that italian food culture obviously what comes to mind is wine cheese and pasta and you have pastas of all sorts and um kinds and shapes and whatnot and then for italians food isn't just nourishment it's also life i mean mm-hmm. you, you see those frequent family gatherings and it's all centered around food and extended networks of families and like i said each part of italy is going to be heavily different on the region
2: mm-hmm.
1: um like i was in northern italy and i and i could tell i was in northern italy because first off i tried pizza there I, I, I didn't like the pizza. Really? Why? And, uh, and it's just no flavor. And huh. I I should have known That's better. I should have known better because we're so close to Switzerland and apparently mm. um, a big deal in the north of it, it, Italy is basically fish, potatoes, rice, and sausage and pork stuff yeah. and different cheeses are a bigger deal than pizza and stuff like that.
2: Right.
1: You, you only get that type of cheese um and pizza type of style when you're like more if you go more down south
2: interesting yeah
1: so i i just thought that was pretty interesting i mean i still got my fair share of pasta Mm -hmm. i got a lot of pasta Mm -hmm. and i got a lot Mm -hmm. of sauce and uh, it was pretty bread-heavy, and there mm-hmm. were some vegetables, but I noticed my vegetable intake went down a lot, too, and like mm-hmm. I actively look for vegetables in mm-hmm. my diet, too, and obviously I I didn't stay with the family, so I can't really speak from that perspective, just from when I went out, and I tried mm-hmm. to go to places that weren't so touristy-like, mm-hmm. um, and it was still pretty difficult to find Um Obviously, you still have the olive oil, you have the garlic, mm-hmm. you have the bread influence, and mm-hmm. stuff like that and how about like like meat sources what's what did you
0: notice about that
1: um they they did focus a little bit more on red meat and obviously fish in that area
2: mm-hmm. um,
1: chicken every once in a while, but mm-hmm. how about like our other meats like any
0: lamb or duck or anything like that we don't eat a lot of that here in the states but right
1: um i'm not sure so much about lamb eat a lot of or, it or i only saw veal which
2: mm-hmm.
1: i guess uh, but that was the red biggest. meat <laughs> yeah i know <laughs> um so that was the biggest thing that i noticed um obviously i'm not too well versed in. Italian. how about
0: seafood
1: like shrimp or mussels not a lot of that okay it was it was not not too much shrimp It was more Mm -hmm. so like um different types of fish and like Mm -hmm. clams and mussels and stuff like that Mm -hmm. but not so much of the other type of food like lobsters and shrimps and whatnot Mm -hmm. that you would typically see and another thing i did notice is a lot of people in italy were very thin okay they were very thin. I mean, I'm mean, not that I'm, like, <laughs> huge myself, but... Yeah.
0: You know, it's my, a different uh, type of thin, yeah.
1: Yeah, uh, like, walking with them, I was like, mm, I feel like I'm a little bit bigger, but... <laughs> so, like, clearly, they kind of take after that, they... Well, you were also
0: in, like, you mentioned the fashion...
1: That, yeah, I was in the fashion industry yeah, part. Yeah, where um, image it, plays a big role. Oh, yeah, anybody was dressed, like, three times nicer than me, just saying. Well, that's everywhere, just kidding. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that is not true. Just kidding. Just oh, kidding. Oh, man, we're an asshole, you guys. <laughs> but um, I did try the wine there, and it was pretty good, so mm-hmm. I'll say that. Mm -hmm. um and obviously if you go in like the south area you'll experience more of that wine and olive oil culture and whatnot um so that was my experience in italy i mean what would i go back yeah would i go back to milan probably not Mm -hmm. Mm (laughs) so more in the south side obviously um did it feel kind of like paris yeah i did get that i did get that vibe except um I don't know. In Italy, you got a lot of no rush, no rush. Like you try to pay for something, hey, it's okay. You finish your food, no rush. (laughs) I was like, oh, okay, but I rush. (laughs) (laughs) And like you're so used to like rushing American culture, like
0: oh my gosh. And I will say, you know, fast food did that to America, and like diners, like
1: Mm -hmm. IHOP
0: and Denny's. Like speaking
1: of which, like one of the those i only noticed a lot of the two same fast foods and that's i saw more burger king than i saw mcdonald's in Hmm. Italy. it was weird um i don't know but everything was more of a no rush type of thing and they like to take their time and actually the stores close between like two and four Hmm. so if you're in a regular neighborhood that's not touristy Mm-hmm. Where the restaurants are closed and
2: interesting and actually and a
1: yeah. lot of the restaurants don't even open until seven for dinner so oh
0: they'll like uh, reopen but yeah yeah that's a you do not get a lot of that in the states no um you can the, eat
1: all day long <laughs>
0: All day the only places I've ever seen it close midday are like sushi restaurants.
1: Right, right. That's the only place. But mm-hmm. or very,
0: very, very fine dining. Like Ooh. Yeah.
1: But still I feel like that plays a lot into the food culture and then health aspect over there, in my opinion.
0: And just that instant gratification. Like I could yeah. literally get any food I want in twenty minutes like anything I can drive there and get it and have it in 20, like that's
2: Uber yeah. eat it. Just
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. Pretty much. So, um, so yeah, very different. Right. And with that being said, um, the second week I did spend it in Turkey. Mm-hmm. I, was, I was in Istanbul for the first uh, one or two day, no mm-hmm. first day. And then I was in central Turkey, so kind of it it was in a place called Cappadocia, mm-hmm. and that's kind of in the middle of nowhere type of turkey um and mm-hmm. obviously, it was a different type of I don't want to say it's a desert culture, but it that's the closest thing I can resemble it to like for, obviously, you have the city culture, you have the country culture, you have the like mountain culture and whatnot, and that was more like a desert cave type of culture. That I was in. <laughs> I mean, I don't know how to explain it, but the thing about Turkish cuisine is if you don't know the history about Turkey, which I'll, if you ask me this in person, I'll rave about it, is so much culture passed through Turkey. You have um the Spanish Empire went through, you had the Roman Empire went through, you had the Ottoman Empire went through, you even have motherfucking Genghis Khan that went through in Turkey. That's why you have so much. Um, combining of different yeah. cultural foods to make yeah. what Turkish cuisine is today.
2: Mm-hmm. So
1: obviously, if you're in a different region of Turkey, they're going to specialize in something different. Like, mm-hmm. west side of Turkey is very European-like um, style. Central Turkey is a little bit more urban. And then, obviously, um, east side of Turkey is very close to Middle Eastern type of food. Uh, mm-hmm. So, like I said... Um, the prime ingredients of it are typically first off the entire cuisine is plant based so just uh, kind you,
0: of normally like
1: but uh, like it includes a lot of vegetables I mean if you guys refer to our previous episode like when we talked about plant based diets we did include mm-hmm. the Mediterranean diet in it, and mm-hmm. food culture does kind of make that come to life so mm-hmm. it does include meat every so often vegetables legumes and a lot of turkish meals are kind of soupy stew like um Mm -hmm. and that's why we do eat a lot of bread with it Mm -hmm. so bread consumption obviously is a theme that you guys have been noticing a lot here Mm -hmm. and um which which is i think is something to say versus eating bread in america It's, (laughs) it's different right
0: Refer and then, back to Wonder Bread not being so wonderful. <laughs> and, oh, America! Uh, look what we've done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh man! But you have your kebabs, you have your donuts, which is like the typical like touristy thing to eat. Then you have like Turkish style ravioli called monte, and then you have. Just for fun fact, there's over 200 dishes that include eggplant in Turkish cuisine. Because we fucking love our eggplant, apparently.
0: I can't tell you the last time I cooked anything with eggplant. It's
1: really good. I mean, if I I, like it, but I don't know that. Like, some of the stuff that I eat with eggplant, like, obviously, you have the eggplant boat with, mm-hmm. like, meat in it that you cook in the oven. And then you have, like, these dishes mm-hmm. that, like, it looks like, it's like a eggplant garlic sauce thing. Like, they make a lot of stuff like that. They, you
0: can also um, make, like, a low, lower calorie version of, like, hummus with eggplant, right? Like, almost like a dip instead of using, yeah. like, garbanzo beans. Right. You can use eggplant to make, like, a low-carb version of hummus i've seen that before
1: right
0: bread or something
1: right difference is they don't do they don't do it for low carb purposes
0: right Um, right it's they yeah they don't think about things no priority yeah
1: no Um, we just really like the food obviously i could tell big difference from the food that i ate when i was in in istanbul and obviously i'm used to istanbul by the way has millions and millions of people like new york city stats like some people say it's like the new york city of the middle east
2: right right,
1: right. up because there's yeah. so many people it's there a huge, yeah right and like a lot of people visit turkey too especially especially there's a lot of chinese and russian tor- tourists i don't know why there just is but um and the food there is obviously more different and a different style of spices and cooking versus central Turkey, which I wasn't the biggest fan of because I'm not used to that style of food.
0: Where is your family from? Which area?
1: The west side of west Turkey. Side. Okay. So Istanbul and like a little bit along the west coast of Turkey. So that area. And that's why I'm so used to that style of eating. Right. And, that, and that's what my mom's food typically exemplified when I grew yeah. up. Yeah.
0: I was going to say, if you think about, like, the most kind of Turkish meal you can think of, like, as you were growing up, like, what would that look like?
1: Oh, shit. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) That's a loaded question. I think...
0: Some uh, examples, because, like, you know, you said kebabs, like, I can imagine that. But what are some maybe dishes that someone like me who very americanized what what does that look like
1: how is um, it prepared like my mom made a lot of koftas so like that's like basically no one knows what that means i'm about to explain it to you so it's called kofte, so basically it's you take ground meat and you put a whole bunch of spices in it you put cumin and you put parsley there's a saying in Turkey, turkish called Um, knows oma, which means don't be a parsley because parsley is the hoe of all spices in Turkish cuisine. (laughs) Because it's in literally every dish. (laughs) Don't be a parsley. (laughs) But um she puts stuff like that, garlic, and she cooks it, she fries it, and then next to it she might have something like um So in my mind, this is a meatloaf. Kind of okay, yes. a fried meatloaf of salt. Okay, pork. fried, and she doesn't cook it all the time. So obviously, like a fish. Uh, but this is a very traditional right
0: style of meal. Okay,
1: right, right, and yeah. then next to it, I might have like my mom might cook some green bean and steamed and stewed tomato onion combo with olive oil and garlic really and whatnot. hmm And then I thought another uh dish turkish dish i thought was solely turkish which i found out was not since i moved to texas was okra and steamed tomatoes mm. and onion mm-hmm. which apparently that's a southern thing in america too which i was like I thought really that was, yeah, yeah. Mm. i thought that was a turkish dish and apparently I've never had okra it's super good when you Is cook it with, when you cook it with steamed tomatoes and onions and whatnot i don't like mm-hmm. the fried okra like thing they have going on here. How do
0: you how do you do it? You put it in a pot and just like stew it all together or like what? Yeah, you just cook it okay. all together. Um I mean skillet, pot, like what do we how we do this?
1: It can be uh <laughs> how do we do this, basically? <laughs> you put I mean, I've seen her do, put it in skillets. Uh um, okay. Green beans, obviously cooked onion and garlic first green beans, add in the ste the canned steamed tomatoes. The stew,
0: right? Right, right, yeah,
1: because she, my mom, those are the yeah, it, it doesn't have to be that fresh, but <laughs> just stuff like that. And then next to it, you might have like this. We might eat something like bulgur, so that's like mm-hmm, a type of green. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my mom might have like some type of onion and tomato mm-hmm. and other spices in that. Sounds very uh,
0: tomato
1: heavy, yeah. We love okay. our tomatoes, we love okay. our tomatoes and then obviously she puts olive oil on a lot of the stuff and cumin and parsley and so a lot of that parsley <laughs> <laughs> i mean it's at least the cuisine i'm used to is that style of,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and like a lot of the cook spice full not spicy it's like if you go to more towards like like for example when i was in cappadocia I had a pe- I had chicken, and I was like, "Okay, it's gonna be some simple like Turkish style chicken." The chicken reminded me of the Indian curry chicken that I might have eaten at an Indian restaurant. I was thrown oh. off. I was like. Oh. This does not taste really Turkish. It's like really the yellow like, yellow curry. Yeah, it was yeah. slightly mm-hmm. yellow, and I was like, "This is like Middle Eastern Indian style." So, like, mm. obviously, when you go more towards out that way,
0: doesn't mm. change. There's a lot of influence. Yeah, that makes sense. I mean,
1: right. I just I was very threw concerned. you off.
0: Yeah.
1: I was like, "What the hell?" Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I don't know. It just. Um, That's just the type of food that I was used to eating. And let me tell you, when I had my blood work before I came to Texas, it was fantastic. I don't know how it is now.
0: I know. I need to get mine done soon, too.
1: But, I mean, the way that I was eating before I left to come to Texas was obviously doing me a huge benefit. Right. Not that I'm trying to advertise Turkish-style eating. That's just the experience
0: I've had right right i mean yeah. it's true i mean even when i went to visit you in texas for those you know three short days like right. i just felt different and we didn't overdo no anything like no we, we didn't it it wasn't a food focused like trip at all like we ate when we were hungry right kind of stopped when we were full right and went along to the next like thing so it wasn't like this huge let me try everything yeah right? no it wasn't it was just you know we ate when we needed to eat but how things were cooked and like quantities and right. everything dripped
1: right <laughs> everything dripped I mean yeah. like other cultures can drip too but it's different right and like another for example another dish that my mom would cook was like this you, you grab a skillet, okay?
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> and you put, like, olive oil and you put spinach and you mm-hmm. put um, garlic tomatoes? and onions in it. No, <laughs> no tomatoes. Calm Parsley? down. Parsley. No. <laughs> garlic and onion and olive oil and stuff like that. And then after we cooked it, um, my mom would put it on the plate and we would put yogurt on the spinach. So, basically, the main differences between these cultures is obviously... Uh, you have to take into account the socio- the sociological perspectives that you have of food. So you have to think mm-hmm. about um, so like for example America is a capitalistic society and you have um, Turkey and you have Italy and that's more of a socialistic type of society and where that comes into play is not necessarily I mean food might have got political real quick <laughs> Right. Like, you no, know, what I was gonna say is those mm-hmm. systems, those mm-hmm. systems that we have in each culture, is gonna affect our health care. So if you have a socialistic society, obviously my parents like get free health care they get free if they go to a dentist they might have a very small copay if anything but a lot of stuff is already taken care of and if i actually went to turkey and got my health care because i am their daughter i'd get my health care for free sure. so it would be a lot easier for me to make sure my health is mm-hmm. all together versus in america I mean, it's not easy. It's expensive to get healthcare. It's expensive to look after your teeth and everything and whatnot. So mm-hmm. I think that's something important to consider when we talk about health and nutrition and whatnot.
0: Well, also, with America being, you know, capitalistic, everyone, anyone has the opportunity to start a business and, you know, be successful with that business, which is a fucking amazing thing. Like. Right. But with that, you need to make a profit. And when it comes to food, how are you going to make a profit? A lot of times it's, you know, get your ingredients as cheap as possible. The government helps with that. High fructose corn syrup is really cheap. Soybean oil, super cheap. So we see a trend here, you know, to be a profitable business, you have to make a product people want. What do Americans like? And how can I make that product as cheap as possible? Right. That kind of creates a recipe for a disaster. And then add on the healthcare. No wonder we have these issues. You know, right? It's right. It's, it's not a surprise, honestly.
1: Right. I mean, it's not just like the food itself that's affecting how we live.
0: Mm-mm.
1: And another thing to point out is those huge exercise differences um in America versus over in Italy and Turkey. And I'm not just talking about scheduled exercise. I'm talking about unintentional exercise. Like when I was in Italy and Turkey, I literally walked everywhere. I mean I did not want to drive in the city. I was like, I'm gonna take a bus, I'm gonna take a subway, I'm gonna take um the tram, I'm gonna I there's multiple like systems. I mean granted America has that too like if you live in places like you New know, York City that's if you live in New York City, mm-hmm. you walk a lot too, but not most of America is not in New York City. So, And it's
0: also like in America, it's kind of frowned upon. Like, why you, do you have to take the trolley? Like, you don't have a car? Are you broke or something? Like, what's wrong with you?
1: If you can just like drive there's there.
0: There's stigmas, yeah. It, you it's can, not.
1: Like, right, can, we can just drive there in five minutes. Why do we have to walk? So it's like yeah. that kind of deal. Which I on mean,
0: another point. I I did something which
1: <laughs> is frowned like,
0: upon. Not frowned upon, definitely not. But like this was one of those weeks where like I just like work was crazy, school was crazy. I was like on the verge of like a mini mental breakdown or something. Like I was just like at it, you know? And I didn't want to go grocery shopping. I was like so tired. I had no groceries. I was like what do I do? <laughs> so I there's a program called Instacart. So I I used it and it was a freaking lifesaver. So I mm-hmm. you know, you go on the app, you put your groceries you want, someone does your shopping and delivers them to you. And like I felt like such a weight was lifted off my shoulders. Like what? I had all this food. I didn't have to get up and like that's it that's really lazy, but you know it just, it's, you, things like that don't exist in other places, and it, yeah, it was kind of a game changer for me, I'm like, okay, now I know there's something here, if I'm at this, like, you know, high stress.
1: Right, I mean, (laughs) like, like, the grocery stores that we have here, versus the grocery stores over there, is, very different too mm-hmm. i mean we don't have there's no walmart there's no sam's club over there there's like you run like a couple blocks down that way right like the corner store yeah mm-hmm. and go and go back to your place but like, was.
0: i was i was definitely being over dramatic but i was like it was almost giving me anxiety thinking about having to find parking and having to like fight the crowd because it was like a, a monday night like at six o'clock and i just knew everything was going to be busy i knew i was going to like. Sit in a ton of traffic trying to get to. Right. Just, I knew the parking lot was going to be insane. I knew people were going to be assholes. Like, I just knew, and I was like, I don't want to go. Can't do it right now. Too much. <laughs> well, so inst- it,
1: ladies and gentlemen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so I Instacarted it, and like it was great. Oh, I like God. ordered all my stuff. She got it all. I saved a little bit of money because I could like coupon it. Right. And it was fine.
1: As far but, as I'm aware, I don't think we I don't think earlier turkey really has. I obviously I'm not super well versed, but I don't I don't think I wouldn't imagine has. so, but right. But so that's another thing to keep in mind. <laughs> and then another thing is diet culture does exist um in like in America, Italy, and Turkey, too, but it exists differently obviously you're still gonna you're still gonna have your diet products in both countries. but the difference is Europe is definitely a lot more stricter with the supplement uh uh being marketed in the go grocery, grocery stores so way more strict than f d a is here um
2: mm-hmm.
1: and that's that's something to take into perspective into perspective and I don't know. It's just like granted, people do still try to lose weight over there, but it's it's not as like in your face as if you were in America. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Like, I don't know. That's just something to take in it perspective. I mean, like again, like I talk about, food isn't the only like focus for both of these places. You have mm-hmm. geographical differences. You have. Sociological differences, you have, like, system differences, you have exercise yeah. differences, you have, like, grocery store differences, you have diet culture differences, you have family differences, you have a whole lot of differences going right. on.
0: Right, and we didn't even touch on, like, meal timing or the culture behind, like, you know, everyone sitting at right. a table versus eating fast food in your car going to your second job. Like, right.
1: it's just a little bit different. Right, right. So. 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 Yeah, so mm-hmm. that was the uh, main um, uh, main things about this episode. I hope you guys mm-hmm. do enjoy it. And Yeah, we'd love to hear
0: about, if you're not in the States, like where you live and maybe some cultural food differences that you experience, um, we'd love to hear about them because right. we haven't been
1: everywhere. <laughs> no, we haven't. So it's very so, interesting, yeah. Right, and with that being said, let's kind of talk kind of shout out our social media shout out and that goes to oh we have a guest show oh we have a guest host on the show oh hello so she'll help me announce some social media shout out so a social media shout out this week goes to well actually at Latina Nutritionist and her name is Diana Rodriguez she does have a master's degree and, I mean, she has great, like, infographics, exercise videos, food gra- food pictures. Ooh. So if you're on YouTube, you can see what I've just showed. And, I mean, she's doing a great job. So mm-hmm. if you guys want to go ahead and follow her, um, yeah, you can definitely do that. And thank you for kind of being involved in our podcast and supporting us. I and mean, We yeah. really do appreciate it. Awesome.
0: Yeah. Thank you guys. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this episode. Uh, we hope you enjoyed it and we'll catch you next time. Bye guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the keeping it juicy podcast.
1: You mean squeeze in nutrition.
0: Don't forget to subscribe so you can join us every Tuesday for a brand new episode.
1: Also, you can find us on Instagram and Facebook at Keeping It Juicy Podcast.
0: We'd love to hear from you, so please leave us a review. Five stars, no less. On whatever platform you're listening to, or send us an email at keepingitjuicypodcast at gmail.com.
1: Or if you have any topics you'd like for us to touch upon, shoot us an email. Until next time, don't do anything that I wouldn't do.